selection to produce descent with modification for centuries within existing species. Natural selection has also been observed to do the same in the wild, but again, only within existing species. So nobody in any field quarrels with change over time, or cumulative change over time, and nobody in biology doubts change in gene frequencies or descent with modification within existing species, even hypotheses that some closely related species, such as finches on the Galapagos Islands, are descended with modification from a common ancestor are not particularly controversial. They generate more debate among evolutionary biologists than they do among biblical creationists, since Genesis states only that God created certain kinds. But Charles Darwin claimed far more than any of these things. In The Origin of Species, he set out to explain the origin of not just one or a few species, but all species after the first. In short, all the diversity of life on earth. The correct word for this is not evolution, but Darwinism. Darwin plus ism equals... Darwinism consists of the following claims. 1. All living things are modified descendants of a common ancestor. 2. The principal mechanism of modification has been natural selection acting on undirected variations that originate in DNA mutations. And 3. Unguided processes are sufficient to explain all features of living things, so whatever may appear to be design is just an illusion. Darwinism Darwin wrote in The Origin of Species, I view all beings not as special creations, but as the lineal descendants of some few beings that lived in the distant past. Darwin believed that living things have been modified primarily by natural selection acting on random variations, survival of the fittest. I am convinced, he wrote, that natural selection has been the most important but not the exclusive means of modification. According to a 1998 booklet published by the U.S. National Academy of Sciences, Organisms in nature typically produce more offspring than can survive and reproduce, given the constraints of food, space, and other resources in the environment. These offspring often differ from one another in ways that are heritable. That is, they can pass on the differences genetically to their own offspring. If competing offspring have traits that are advantageous in a given environment, they will survive and pass on those traits. As differences continue to accumulate over generations, populations of organisms diverge from their ancestors. This straightforward process has led the earliest organisms on Earth to diversify into all of the plants, animals, and microorganisms that exist today. Although the origin of life is often included in discussions of evolution, Darwin's theory applies only to living things. Darwin speculated that life may have started in some warm little pond, but beyond that he had little to say on the subject. It seems likely that the first cells were bacteria, but as Harvard biologist Mark W. Kirshner and Berkeley biologist John C. Gerhardt wrote in 2005, everything about evolution before the bacteria-like forms is sheer conjecture, because evidence is completely lacking about what preceded this early cellular ancestor. In any case, Darwinism does not include the origin of life. 19th-century Harvard botanist Asa Gray argued that biological evolution was guided by God. Gray advised Darwin to assume that variation has been led along certain beneficial lines, streams flowing over a sloping plain by gravitation, here the counterpart of natural selection, may have worn their actual channels as they flowed, yet their particular courses may have been assigned. 
Darwin wrote to Gray that he was charmed with the stream metaphor, but he concluded his next book, The Variation of Animals and Plants Under Domestication, with an explicit rejection of Gray's view. Using the metaphor of a house built with rocks found at the base of a cliff, Darwin explained, The fragments of stone, though indispensable to the architect, bear to the edifice built by him the same relation which the fluctuating variations of each organic being bear to the varied and admirable structures ultimately acquired by its modified descendants. Thus, in regard to the use to which the fragments may be put, their shape may be strictly said to be accidental. In Darwin's metaphor, of course, the architect is natural selection, though he insisted that natural selection means only the preservation of variations which independently arise. Darwin concluded, There seems to be no more design in the variability of organic beings and in the action of natural selection.